Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Get in! Okay. Oh my God, we're live! Ah! It's, ah! it's noon on January 14th, and, and this is news that you can use from YAA. And guess what? It's the Kim what? and Ray show today. Kimberly and it Ray. Is. It is the Kim and Ray show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, how are did, you, Ray? Did the audience go wild? Did we hear a lot of applause? Uh, yeah, I heard that. Did you hear? Oh, no, yeah. that's just the refrigerator. Apparently, no. apparently my soundboard man is eating lunch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> apparently he he yes. is and enjoying every every bite of it, I'm sure. Every bite of his baked chicken so kimberly how are you today i'm doing really well i'm so excited that we're getting snow oh well i'm glad somebody i love snow i'm so excited i i'm I'm glad somebody's excited about the snow um i'm not uh, for the simple fact that i might have to be driving in it for a little bit on sunday when i drive from the jersey shore to bethesda so that i can move to my new temporary residence um yes yeah, and and uh, I believe about that the, too. Yeah, and I believe the I storm's supposed to start sometime Sunday, so I'm not looking forward to that part of it. It's um, just waiting for Ray to leave his driveway. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that. Um, Be careful. I, I promise, I shall. So, Kimberly, I thought today, we, you and I, and uh, and uh, Sunny Boy uh, Zach, we chatted yesterday. Uh, well, he mostly listened uh, about what <laughs> what we what we might want to cover today and i i think we honed in on and you can correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. but i believe we honed in on talking about the interactions of the finance managers and the sales managers and how they end up structuring deals and whether or not they try to structure them together or separately Mm -hmm. um so I thought we could get into a, 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 a rather deep dive as to how all that transpires. Would that be okay with you? I would love that. Okay. Yes, I think that's great. Uh, I think it would help people too, right? To maybe at least just have a little bit of an understanding of, oh, that's how that works. Yeah, because, I, you know, most folks have no idea as to the dynamics within an automobile dealership. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, salespeople, um, we, we always refer to them as the sales team. And it is a team sport that is really played by individuals. Um, it, it is an, it truly is an individual sport that we try to classify as a team sport. Um, sure and, and the same happens between the sales department, the finance and insurance department and parts and service. Each mm-hmm. one of them is a separate entity and has um, a, a separate goal. Yes. Um, uh, the, the sales department, um, I always like to believe that that was the stall, the straw that stirred the drink, so to speak. Well um, said. Yeah. Because if 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 we didn't sell anything, the finance department didn't have an opportunity to talk to anyone to sell something. And That's then right. we weren't creating customers for the parts in the service departments. Um, exactly. And everybody has a different idea as to how all that should flow. Um, so having said that, um, my job 
ultimately as a sales manager was to figure out how we get the car sold. And mm -hmm. in my world, and, and let's face it, my world was different than, than most as how I looked at things because in a lot of dealerships, people don't try to really make it a team sport. Um, in sure. my world, I thought it was best when I was working a deal to have the finance manager with me working in hand in hand with me to to figure out the best way to structure it when you were in a dealership did you prefer that type of setting as opposed to just having the sales department do the deal and then they just turn it over to you i really did ray yeah i i listen i would take the time whatever time i did have because there's a lot that a finance manager is doing behind the scenes or post-closing. So oftentimes they're busy. But whenever we had customers in the showroom, I like to go sit in the sales manager's um, office mm -hmm. and, and find out what's going on. You know, take a pulse on what this customer is looking at, what this customer. And I would ask the sales manager, where are we at with this? Um, you know why? Because... I knew I found out so much about the customer before I even met the customer and what the workings were and what was going on. And already I'm structuring this deal in my head and I made more money that way. And, you know, one of the things when, when you were talking about one of the things that, that I remember clearly is if we had somebody that had um, um, not so great credit mm -hmm. and I would at, at that point, I mean, I would insist that I have a finance manager with me when I was structuring the deal. And the reason for that is, is what I used to call get me done insurance. If, me done. If, yeah. if, the, if the finance managers involved in structuring the deal and they know that we're dealing with somebody that has limited or, or, or nicked credit. Uh -huh. um, if, if we, structure the deal in such a way that there's either um, a, a, a decent spread in the uh, in from buy rate to sell rate or right. that there's products that f and i products that we pre-sell when we're closing the customer mm -hmm. um, that that encourages the finance manager to um, figure out which bank which bank representative they have the best relationship with mm -hmm. to get this deal approved. If yes. that same deal say would have gone back to a finance manager and they hadn't been involved and there wasn't really anything in it built into it for the finance manager, um, the likelihood of it being a approved by a lending institution wasn't nearly as great in my opinion. Exactly. And it's, it's more time consuming that way too. You know, if a finance manager is up there working with the sales manager and they know ahead of time what's coming in mm -hmm. and they're already putting it together in their head, they already know where they're going to send it. I mean, I think there's and this is from my experience and your experience, too, Ray. And it sounds like it, you a lot of people think we work together, that you and I must have worked together. Never. We have never worked together. I think we've been in the same circles at one point or or two. Um, in the same area, mm -hmm. but we never worked together. Um, I would have liked to, because I think we would have a good rapport. And when a finance yes. manager has a really good relationship, a good rapport with the sales manager, that makes for an excellent team. It really does. 
What should customers, customers expect from the F&I manager when they're finalizing a deal with the salesperson? Great question. What customers should expect is that the finance manager comes out to the salesperson's desk, introduces themselves and asks some questions, some open-ended questions like, hi, Mr. Smith, I hear you're getting a new Mazda today and uh, I'm here to do your paperwork for you. I'm going to get this done quickly and smoothly. I just needed to ask you a couple of questions. How many miles do you typically drive? Do you keep your vehicle in the garage? Um, and there, these are open-ended questions so that the finance manager can tailor and build their menu and get you back into the office and get your paperwork signed. So that's what you should expect. But we've got two things going on. We've got lazy finance managers out there. Mm -hmm. And... We've got really, really busy finance managers. There have been lots of times when I didn't have the opportunity to go out and do that. That's how it should be done, though. Yes, I, I know in, in, in the stores that I worked in, we, we always tried to see to it that the finance manager did the interview, as we would mm -hmm. call it. Yes. Um, and, and, and there were two reasons for that. One, it gave you some early insights as to uh, what the customer's driving habits were and things like that. So you, you'd have a, a better idea as to how you should structure the menu. Yes. And the exactly. other was that you've already broken the ice with that person. It's They're not walking in and, and expecting to find a monster behind the door. They've already met you. They know you. Yes. Um, you know, they, they, they already can feel more comfortable beforehand before they go in. So, and, and and when the interview takes place, or at least in the past, when the interview took took place, um, F&I profits tended to go up. Yes. Um, the so. earlier the finance manager can get in on the process or in with the customer and the, they're doing their job, right? Yes. The, the smoother everything goes. Whether they buy product or not, it's going to go smoothly. Uh, as compared to a customer just coming into the finance office cold, I don't know you, I've never met you before, and you've got that awkwardness, and uh, yeah, that's never a good thing. But you know what? I want to ask you a question, Ray. Okay. Um, how many, because I have my own answer, how many sales managers do you know that loved being a finance manager? Uh um, I, I know quite a few, quite, quite a few that, that had been finance managers, um, quite a few sales managers that wanted to become finance managers. Um, and, and one of the reasons that a lot of sales managers wanted to become finance managers is they really know the intricacies of how to structure a deal, number one. But the mm -hmm. main reason that they wanted to do it was it increased their earnings potential. Uh, most people don't realize that in a dealership, the highest paid employee is usually the general manager. Uh, right. In a in a in a dealership that has a good finance person, typically the second highest paid employee in the dealership is the finance manager. They typically make more money than the sales managers. So yes. uh, I knew a lot of sales managers. Uh, I knew a lot of salespeople whose ultimate goal was to become a finance manager. And and one of the reasons they wanted it was they thought the job was easier, but it's not. It's a lot harder. There's there's a a, a, a lot more paperwork involved and and a lot more um, 
legal background that's needed to understand all that paperwork. So right, right. Yeah. So how so many? How many did you know? Okay, so here's how it works. Every sales manager that likes being a sales manager hated finance. Mm -hmm. Never wants to go back to finance. I did it for a week. I hated it. Or I was a finance manager for three days because back in the day, it used to be before you could become a sales manager, you had to go through the box yes. to become a finance manager. And the faster <laughs> that they could do that, the better off they were. And they hate finance. I have had some finance managers that went to and became sales managers and it was the same thing. They lasted there for a week or two or a month at the most and came right back to finance. And probably every single salesperson that I've ever worked with, they always want to become finance managers because oh, yeah. they don't they don't see the whole picture. Yeah. They just think it's a pretty thing and and you make lots of money and you sell up extended warranty. You know, they they really don't see that you're there. Uh, after they've gone home, yes, because you've got you know fifteen other salespeople that you have to stay for, and and you have all that all those deal packets that you have to get completed, that have to have to have yeah. all the proper paperwork, that have to make it back to the accounting office, so that that salesperson I don't know can get paid. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And there's exactly. time constraints, you know, because they have to get there on certain days or by certain dates, so that they'll count towards their paycheck. Um, yeah. Yeah, salespeople all want to become finance managers. Um, and you're right. Most sales managers don't want to be um, a finance manager. They just, uh, you know, I, I was, I enjoyed the interaction of, of working with mentoring salespeople in trying to structure deals and trying to, um, teach them how to become better salespeople and then having those interactions with their customers when I would go out to close a deal um, much more so than when I did F and I, and, and, and much like you said, I did F and I for a short period of time. I absolutely hated it. I mean, I just, <laughs> I hated it. Um, you know, it, I just yeah. felt it didn't provide me enough freedom to be able to do all the things that I like to do and, and to have all the interactions that I liked. The only thing about F and I that I liked was, was working the, the representatives from the banks, the buyers uh, from the banks. So, yeah. the, so that when they turned a deal down, my job was to work them and get them to say yes. And, yeah. and that was the only part of the job that I liked uh, when yeah. I did F and I. Okay, does it matter when you buy a car? Like literally the time of day and the time of month. We know end of month doesn't matter for the salesperson, but does it for the F&I manager? I think that's a great question. So the F&I manager is busiest at the end of the month. I want to mm -hmm. get car deals in there and out as quickly as possible, obviously, and make as much, as much money as I possibly can. Um, the way an F&I pay plan is... Uh, it, it really doesn't matter to me as a finance manager when you buy the car. It really doesn't. The only thing I can see is that at the end of the month, I'm in a rush. I'm in a hurry. I want to get you in there and get you out of there. Yes. But no, it, because it's a matrix pay plan, which means there are a couple of things my pay plan is resting on. Product penetration, meaning how many products I get and 
how much money is sitting in the finance pot and what determines how much money I get from that pot are a couple of different things. There are different tiers and different levels that I'm trying to get so that I get the most out of my pay plan. Mm -hmm. Does it matter to me what time of the day or month that you purchase your car? Not so much. Well, if you're close to one of those tiers at the end of a month, yeah, at that point it might matter to you because you would want if if you were if you were one service contract short of of a tier that would give you an extra one percent or two percent um, commission off of that total. Yeah, and and yeah. and at that point it could be beneficial to the customer because you wouldn't care if you sold it at cost. Uh, that item it costs just so you could reach that penetration level because it's it's one of those deals where you sell it at cost but it might end up making you an extra two or three thousand dollars in a month so you're not going to sit there and argue with the customer over yeah i gotta make my normal fifteen hundred dollars uh, right. i'll make nothing just so i can just to I get can... that extra product to get me up a tier um yeah. but a lot of finance managers are already there ray Yes, and so by the true. time they get to the end of the month, it's gravy. There's a, there's so many different ways you can look at this. Personally, I always started at the first of the month and built, built, built as much as I possibly can so that I could try and coast through the end of the month and not be so stressed out. It didn't mm -hmm. always work that way. Of course. It didn't always work that way. And the last week of the month <laughs> was very, very stressful if you're teetering on a level or two, yes. every finance manager is different as to how they work their pay plan. Well, and, and one of the things that I remember as a sales manager is, is I knew, um, and most people knew that, that dealerships become more aggressive at trying to make a deal uh, the closer you get to the end of the month. Mm -hmm. So I, I had this crazy idea in my mind that we should treat every day as if it was the last day. Yes. Of why did that? I thought that too, but it never, ever, ever happened. Well, I, I, we, we had the every, whether it was the first or the 31st, it was uh -huh. the last day of the month in my yeah. mind. And uh, so we, and, and so we treated every day, like it was the last day of the month. I, I once had a, a general manager that I worked for and he was, his whole thing was, do whatever you need to do to make the first deal of the day. Uh, he says, I don't care if you have to lose money on the car to make that first deal of the day. Give F&I an opportunity. Give the finance and insurance people an opportunity to make some back end so that we can end up ultimately making a profit. And he said, and then do whatever you need to do to make the last deal of the day. I don't care if you have to lose money on the front end to do it. Just give F&I an opportunity. And he says, but here's the dilemma. You'll never know when the first deal is going to be or when the last deal is going to be. <laughs> yeah. So in reality, what he was saying yeah. is do whatever you need to do to make every deal. Every, yes. Because you don't know if the first deal is also the last deal. And you don't know if the last deal is really the last deal. That's um, right. So, you know, as, as, as a sales manager, good ones are trained to just make any deal. If there's, if there's some type of daylight, if there's some type of profit, you're, you're trained to say yes. Now, in today's world, 
it's different because it is there, there isn't all this extra inventory right um, it's different and 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 so in today's world the attitude is you're either going to pay me what i'm asking or, well the next person will and that to me is the wrong attitude now let's get back to where we were in the beginning i yes. want to i want to ask you when when you if you were working with the sales manager and you had somebody uh, when you pulled the credit, you could see that it was going to be a little bit of a challenge. Would you sometimes um, excuse yourself, go into your office, make a phone call to a to a buyer at one of the banks that you were going to use to prep them for a deal that was about to come through so that you could already, already start the process towards getting the approval from the bank? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I would, I would call Bruce and I would say, Hey, Bruce, I've got this deal. I've got a 650 here and a 680 there. Um, perfect payments on previous vehicles, a repo probably six years ago, though. They haven't really established that much credit yet. You know, you owe me one. So let's work on this together. Absolutely. Yeah, to get to to try and get the bank on board even before the customer has said yes. Yeah. Um, you be, bet. Because by doing that, it stream streamlines the whole process for you. It sure and does. Maximizes what you might be able to make in the back end. You bet. You bet. I, I, now, we've both worked at dealerships, and I'm sure you have worked with F and I managers who um, hated, literally hated, if a sales manager walked in and handed them a deal and said, oh, by the way, it's a cash deal. <laughs> uh, or, uh, by the way, it's at the subvented rate. Um, there's no markup in it. Um, when I get to F&I, can I decline everything? Uh, on, only, if, only if it makes sense to decline everything. I don't think I, I need any of the stuff offered for the price. Also, I will get GAP through my insurance provider. Do you okay. want to talk about GAP and the difference between GAP at a dealership and GAP through your insurance provider? Yes. Could you pop that back up for me, please? Um, person behind the curtain. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, can I decline everything? Yes, of course you can decline everything, but here is something that must be done. The finance manager must go over those products with you. Briefly, when I knew I had somebody that didn't want a single thing and already told me they don't want anything, I tell them I still need to go over these. I'll do it quickly and briefly. It's compliance. Because if you pull out of there and something happens, you can come back and say, well, she didn't tell me about any of that. Okay, so that's got to be done. I don't think I need any of that stuff offered for the price. Negotiate the price. If you want it, negotiate the price. Yeah. Also, I'll get gap through my insurance provider. Here's the, the two questions when it comes to gap. I'm a fan of dealership gap because I know the answers to these two boxes that need to be ticked. Um, does it pay 150% of the gap? And does it pay my deductibles for me? Um, you can get gap through some insurance companies. And please know that gap is not the same thing as uh, replacement value, vehicle replacement, which is a whole different product. Gap mm -hmm. is a loan protectant. However, you want to make sure those two boxes are ticked. Is it going to pay 150% for you? Is your insurance com company going to pay your deductibles for you? That's all. Um, but now here's, here's one more tip to this for the real Mike Jones. And that is 
after the finance manager flies through those products for compliance, there will be a declination sheet that must be signed, which is also part of compliance. Make sure you sign that sheet, which simply says I've declined all of these products. And and the main reason that that finance people have to go through this is because there have been cases that have been litigated oh, um, yes. um, where uh, the customer says, had I known, had this been made available to me, for instance, an extended warranty after their car broke down, uh, had this been made available to me, I would have purchased it, but it was never made available to me. Nobody ever told me about it. Exactly. Um, and, and somebody might have told them about it and they might have said no, but there was no paperwork uh, to verify that they had declined it. Right. Um, and, and sharp lawyers out there are the ones that, that, Bring about these jump types. all over it. Yes, so that's why uh, there's menus and and the declination page, and that's why many dealerships today actually videotape what they goes do. on in the finance office, so that if there's ever litigation, they can go back to that videotape and show where the finance manager spoke about, offered up a particular product that the customer is now saying, well, had it been offered to me, I would have bought it, but it was never offered. And there's, there's video and audio proof that it was offered. So, um, yeah, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. And I cannot tell you how many times Ray during my career, I have received phone calls from the guy standing out in the service department screaming at me on the phone saying, I know I bought that extended warranty. No. And here's your declination page <laughs> yeah. that you signed. I'm sorry you didn't. And I've also truly, I know a lot of people don't believe this and maybe you've seen it too. Many, many times I've seen people pull off the lot and total their vehicle at the end of the lane. Many times I've seen this happen. I worked in a Subaru store, WRXs, yes. pickup trucks I've seen, and they've totaled it at the end of the lane. And they didn't get gap coverage. And then they come back and they yell at you. You didn't tell me about. Yes. And here's your declination page. So, you know, there's a reason why there's compliance. Yes. Now that that's not the, okay. Which has been waiting a year for my Bronco. I will not be paying over MSRP. Well, congratulations to you. My main question though, is that Bronco being a new product, should I extend the warranty with the dealer and what is a legit price for it? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you address the warranty issue. Okay. Um, yes, Bronco being a new product. Do you want to extend the warranty? I don't care if it's a new product or if it's been around for 10 years and they haven't changed anything. It's still a computer chip on wheels. Do your research. What I would do is compare the pricing uh, on our website with whatever the you're going to get offered in the finance man in the finance office because i want everybody to know that it is 100 up to the finance manager how much they mark those products mm -hmm. up and that's why you ray get it for one price and the next guy comes in he negotiated the price and got it for a lot less so it's up to the finance manager and no one else as to how much those products are marked up if you want an extended warranty after you've done your research, get it when it's cheapest at the very beginning. Yes. And, and you don't, you don't have to get it at the very beginning. If you, 
if if you want to wait until your factory warranty is about to expire, you can get it then. It'll be slightly more expensive then. It will. But yes. you 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 would still have time to get it then. Um, and also, it, being it's a new vehicle and a new model, um, if it were me, uh, I might say to myself, let me drive it for a year or two and make sure I really, really yeah. like it enough that I'm going to keep right. it long enough that I'm that I'm going to need an extended warranty down right. the road. That's um, a good that's a good idea too. You know, yes, you're going to lose your choice of term. You won't be able to get a 10 year. However, and yes, the price will go up because as soon as you start getting into that 336 bumper to bumper, the prices go up. Your choice of term comes down. But if it's a brand new make model, I would drive it for a year too, Ray. Yeah. And make sure make you sure. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because because we all know that when new models come out, uh, typically the first year, there's more issues with that vehicle than there would be, say, the second year. Um, and, and, and the second year, the, the manufacturer has addressed all those issues that came up the first year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just from my experience, I, I would, I would kind of wait and make sure it's, it, you know, it really is the vehicle that I plan on keeping six, eight, 10 years before I, I necessarily invest in a, in an extended service contract of some kind. Why don't we quickly discuss, um, if we have time, the process from the sales manager to the finance manager. So, oh, absolutely. If you'd like, sure. I, I don't know about you, Ray. It would drive me crazy if I had a sales manager that started sending deals in. That that made me a little nuts. I need to have control of that. I need to be the one to look at it. Maybe you've pulled the credit for me, mm -hmm. and you can hand the deal off to me and tell me. Yeah, you got a six fifty here. They want to do special financing. They've got five thousand dollars down, and then I run with the deal jacket, and then I put the deal together and send it off to what bank that I think is going to be the best for this. Mm -hmm. But um, there is a process there between sales manager and finance manager. Absolutely, there is. Um, and yeah, I used to I used to make it a point to write on the front of the deal jacket exactly what had been agreed to um, mm -hmm. customer agreed to uh, 420 420 payments by 60 months uh, at uh, 3.9% financing with $5,000 down. And yes. all that was right on the front of the deal jacket. You didn't have to go searching for that information. It was right there for you. To, it was the first thing you could see. And then as the sales manager, um, if, if you had been busy and I hadn't had a chance to go over the deal with you prior, uh, right. I would always make sure I would go through the checklist of all the paperwork that needed to be included in that deal to make your life easier, whether it mm -hmm. be copies of insurance cards, copies of driver's licenses, um, all the forms being signed that needed to be signed before they even got to you. Um, but that was me. That I I always thought it made the most sense to try and streamline it for everybody by providing as much information as I could. But I know that there's a lot of times, and you know this as well, and perhaps you've you've had to do it. There are things what we call box closes, where mm -hmm. where the oh, yeah. sales department does not have the deal finalized. Okay, right. we're close, but we haven't been able to push the customer over the finish line. And yes. oftentimes the way that's done is 
uh, as much information as we gathered, which is not all of it, but it's down yeah. to a payment issue um, where we where we have the customer go into the finance office and sit with the finance manager to iron out the final details on the payments to get the yeah. finance manager to actually end up closing the deal. How, yes. I, I'm sure you had to do that a number of times. And as a yes. finance manager, you must love and hate it all at the same time. You're right. You're absolutely right, right? I loved it and I hated it all at the same time because it was time consuming. Yes. First of all, that's a time consuming thing. And yet I loved it because I got thrown into this really early and now I'm going to build rapport with the customer and I can actually give them scenarios of payments. I can say, you know, if I can get you this interest rate, I haven't sent it in yet. What are your goals? What are you looking to do? Where do you want to be? So I'm going to do all of that and I'm more in control of it now. So yeah, it was a love-hate relationship with box closes. And yeah. sometimes box closes, they don't work. And you've got people that say, okay, you know, I feel better. I know at least I have some ideas of where I'm going to be, but let me go sleep on it. Let me think about it. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's like anything it's, it, and, and it is much more time consuming. And if you're in a busy store and there's only one finance manager okay. and the finance manager has to, I mean, that can end up extending the length of time uh, yes. to get a deal closed and other people can end up being backed up waiting for that to happen. I, I very rarely tried to utilize the finance manager to close a deal because of that. Um, mm -hmm. But um, there were times where, you know, I, it just, it needed a different face from, from me or the yeah. salesperson and it needed the finance person to be able to uh, smooth out all the rough edges on the deal and, and get the customer to finally say yes. Absolutely. I, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. I can't believe it. Yeah, Don't we, even say it. Over, over 30 minutes. No! We have, we have been doing this. Oh my this. gosh. Yes. You know, and I believe Zach had a gourmet lunch while we were doing this. I'm he certain. did. Yeah. Zach had a gourmet lunch on our time. Yes. Thanks, Zach. It... I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I I hope he, yeah, overtime. Yep. Yes, we are overtime. in sudden death overtime. Kimberly, I cannot thank you enough for this today. And 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 I'm going to say this, and uh, hopefully uh, my son's not listening. I thoroughly enjoy our Fridays together. I um, do too, Ray. I, I, I really enjoy do. I enjoy doing it with my son Monday through Thursdays. But I think we should just reserve Fridays for you and I. Well, I would I would be thrilled with that, and I'll tell you why. Because we just you and I we did the dealership thing. You did it many more years than I did, but still we've got the experience and hopefully we can share things with people and it's easy to talk about it with you. So I love it. I appreciate it. I love Zach too, but yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, gosh. well for now on Fridays are reserved for you and I. All right. You got it. Yes. Rank it. All right. Okay. That We're in. Good. Hey, you know what would be great if people let us know in the um what's that comments. thing down there? Yes. What they would like us to talk about. Okay. Give us yeah, some topic that, ideas. That's a great idea. Let us I know. love that. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, thank you for today. Um have thank a you. have a great weekend. Uh I'm excited for you that you're excited for snow. Um I am, uh, uh, I am equally 
as equally not excited about that idea, <laughs> no, only because not. I might have to drive in it. Um, I know. Be careful. Please be careful. I, I, I promise to do that. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll be talking to you next week. Yes, you will. I can't wait. Me too. Thanks, Kimberly. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.